Um, Gail Porter is going to come up in just a few moments, and she is going to share out of her brand new book, Living on the Path of Freedom. And she told me several months ago that she was launching her book, and I said, well, instead of just doing a book signing, I want you to preach, and I want you to minister to the people here at Belisle Community Church. And so I'm going to be on the front row. I'm going to be here to receive and to learn and to grow, and I think you are too. Gail is a gifted communicator. And she has been a blessing to so many. I was delighted to write a little foreword in, the, in, in this book for her. And she's going to come and she's going to talk today about the God of my life. So would you please put your hands together and welcome Gail Porter, the author of Living on the Path of Freedom. So thank you, Gail. Come on up here. And I'm going to give this to Tammy for her birthday, if that's okay. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so much going on today. But life, unpredictable, isn't it? One day we're up, the next day we're down. Who is going to move forward with you through your unpredictable days? I know someone, El Saye, the God of my life. He will be with us forever. He is the source of life. He's taking us into eternal life. And he will always be there for us. Let's look at this wonderful uh, scripture. The Lord will send his goodness in the daytime... And his song will be with me in the night, a prayer to the God of our life. And I came across a statement that so beautifully blends with this. It says, although our body is resting and asleep at night, our soul, our spirit, is in constant, full contact with the Spirit of God. Isn't that amazing? There's not one second that we're left alone. He is there in the daytime, the nighttime, and forever, no matter what we're doing, where we are. Doesn't that just give you peace and assurance for life? He, he is all-encompassing. He, he knew us before the world was formed by God. He knew us um, before we were born. He saw us being woven in our mother's womb. And then he will take us to eternal life. I've just, I've just been so ministered to by just that much of thinking of the God of my life. But now let's think about what he desires for us. And the first thing is he desires so much that we would learn from his word. And that scripture is from Colossians, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in our hearts to God. Now, how 
do we dwell, let the, the word of God dwell on us deeply? You know, the meaning of dwell is fully present. So when we're in God's word, he wants us to just be fully present, forgetting everything else. And to just slow down and take time and just meditate on these verses. He knows which ones we need for that day, right? So not only will we learn from God's word, but it's amazing. As we put that word of God in us, it will come out at the right time for that person. So he wants us to learn from his word, but not stop there. There's another result that's going to come, and that's that you will have a chance to minister to other people from the wisdom God has given you from his word. Beautiful, huh? And then he wants us to love him with our whole heart. I don't know about you, but this verse I've known since I was a young one in church. Love God, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now that love means that we are connected with God. I love that Sandra made the, uh, made the difference of, yes, he wants to do this, but he has to be in your life first. So we just need to invite him in. We have a chance to just have this love relationship with God. And I, I didn't know really that he wanted this personal relationship with me. As a teenager, I thought, well, God is in heaven, and I'm on earth, and I read my Bible, and I pray, and I'm in church, and I'm in love with God. But I never knew he wanted this personal relationship with me. That changed my life. So I really encourage you, just pour your love into God. Because you know what? As God pours his love into us, then others will see that love come out. So again, there's ministry, isn't there? So God, it's just such a privilege to be in love with the Almighty God, is it not? Mm, we just need to thank him every day. And then he wants to, us to linger. Oh, I'm sorry. Number three, to listen to his Holy Spirit. Isaiah says, your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. And he already has ordained everything that will happen in this day and the days to come. <laughs> and so he wants us to follow the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one that implements the plans of God. That shows us to go this way instead of that way so that we are participating in that plan that God has for us. And I want to tell you a personal story happened just several weeks ago. I was sitting in the plane, headed toward Oregon. And so we were just making casual conversation. Uh, there was a man next to me and another woman on the end, and they 
They were talking together. This man's daughter was behind him, so he kept talking to her. And then the announcement came. Now, we're still on the tarmac. The announcement came. Um, it will be about 15, 20 minutes. The cargo hole hold has a problem. So we're looking, okay, 15, 20 minutes. Okay, that's okay. Time went by, and people were thinking about their connect, connecting flight and what time they needed to be there, but they were still hopeful. Well, another 20 minutes passed. And so we were checking our phones, seeing what connection might be possible if we miss it. And then came the time where it was just gone. Everyone was going to miss their flight, including a group that were traveling internationally. So in our hearts, I, I, I really could just feel people just kind of relaxing, because what could they do? They'd miss their flight. But why get off? You're going to have to have another flight. So we all stayed on there. OK, this is what happened. Because we were all there for a lengthy time, we all started talking more seriously to each other. And I honestly do not know what I said to this man next to me. But he leaned over and said, I've been talking to God a lot lately. I said, that's wonderful. What has he been saying? <laughs> and he told me the last two years had been so rough for him. And he even didn't have that much money, much money left. His wife had left him. But his beautiful daughter and her husband invited, them, invited him to come live with them. So they were a family unit together. And he said, I, I want to find a church and invite my daughter to go with me. And then we continued to talk about God. It was just amazing. And he, he revealed things. And, and I confirmed he really knew God. God was in his heart. And so, again, the Holy Spirit prompted me to say something I, I've never said to a new believer. Have you ever heard of the Holy Spirit? And he just pondered. And I said, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one that directs our lives, shows us what steps to take. And so that's why we need to listen to him so we'll be in the right path. Well, then I need to listen, he said. Now, this all happened purely by the Spirit of God, did it not? And, and consider what needed to happen. I needed to be assigned to this seat. Tommy needed to be next to me. We needed to have a lot of time on that plane, on the tarmac, because we really connected. So he now wants to listen to the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? It's just all of God. It's not. That's why we... And, well, and how many have had that kind of experience where you said something to somebody that was just the perfect thing to say. Huh? That's the Holy Spirit. So we need to continue to, li to listen to him. And then, very related here is that we 
need to linger in God's presence. And again, he wants us to have a personal relationship with him. And so as we now focus on being in the presence of God, we can cry, we can laugh, we can smile, we can ask him, what should I do next? We, we can reveal a heartbreak. We can, we can say and do anything with God. We can totally be ourselves. And it's for us. But he loves to be with us too. And when we take the time and attention and focus it on him, isn't it true we just become a different person right then? I mean, even as we sing these worship songs, you can just feel the spirit of God around us. And doesn't that refresh you and just revive you and give you hope that you can face whatever is ahead for you? So get in the habit of lingering with him. Sing a song. How great is our God? We just sang that. Weren't you just so absorbed in those words? And just to sing to God, how wonderful that would be. And the more we show our love to God, you know what? That fills him with joy. We can fill God with joy. I love it. I love it. And then we need to live as the person God created us to be. We've had some songs related to that. I, uh, yes, God put those together. But uh, Ephesians says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we could walk in them. So workmanship is talking about God creating us, but creating a, this design for each one of us. And related to that is, what purpose does God have for us? And you know, when he reveals that purpose, it is perfectly aligned with the design that he's made in our hearts. So if you're kind of wavering, you don't know what steps are ahead, you might say, God, what purpose do you have for my life here? Because he does have a purpose, and it gets us on the right path. And someone who, someone who really knows about God's purpose and really knows about how to live for God is, is a contemporary Christian singer called Torin Wells. Do you know him? I had never heard of him. But I can tell you, when I heard his testimony, I will never forget. And he's, he was saying, even as Christians, we can get involved in an outer life. You know, just worrying about the outward appearance. And God, God wants us to really be authentic, to be the person he wants us to be. So Torrance said, one day I 
realized that God did not die for my image. He did not die for the, this version of me that everyone is happy to celebrate. Torrance said, Jesus died for who I am, for the broken places, for the dysfunctional places, for the striving to meet everybody's expectations. And he said, but God met all those expectations. He knew we would never measure up. And that's why he stepped forward to be our representative. It's all about God. Because he's the God of our life. There's nothing he doesn't know. There's nothing he's going to say against us. He says, I love you. Come to me. Come into my presence. Follow me. And yet, perhaps, you have been covering up who you are a bit. I did that for more than 40 years of my life. No one knew. I was just covering up. Had this great facade. <laughs> and I, I honestly didn't know that I was doing that. It was very unconscious. You know, the enemy loves to do that. And so, if you're covering up, you're covering up who God has created you to be. You're covering up that wonderful person inside of you that, that God wants the world to know. Because if we're connected with God and we're throwing away that false identity, then the image of God can be in full bloom in our lives. So people are going to see the love we have of God in our lives. They're going to see us. Now, if you don't know exactly who you are, that's fine. Just say, God, show me who I am. Show me what you want me to do. Because when, when that covering is off of us, we are free to be authentic. And, and God is offering us freedom to live an authentic life. Not worry about what people are thinking or saying, but just being focused on God. And he will just create amazing opportunities and situations for you. So, do you want to live an authentic life? Yeah. It's the only place to be. And I can honestly say, I, I just have, um, I just have been so, uh, I can't even say the words. God has just changed my life. Not because it's Gail. God has changed my life because he has a purpose. He knows what I need to be. He knows what I need to say, where I need to go. And even in Tar uh, Taran was saying, it's amazing 
to have this freedom to be honest and transparent. And that's what's going to happen to you. So we don't need to think about even here, what, what are people saying? What are they, what's their opinion of me? No. We just say, here I am. This is who I am. And Torrens, uh, I just had to put this one last quote in here. It, he says, it's not about my life. It's about his life. His image planted in me that he wants the world to see. Mm. And I couldn't resist putting this quote from me because this has really been my life. Exchange the life of fear for a life of freedom to be authentic. Don't you want to make that exchange? And there's some, some signs of an authentic person in your bulletin that that you can read on your own time. But I think it helps to know what, what, what authenticity looks like. So I hope that will be a good guideline for you. And then that last quote by uh, Christopher Hudson, I don't know if you've read that book, A Hundred Names of God, but it's beautiful and or, um, anointed. But he says, when you acknowledge God as your life, you really start to live. So as we acknowledge the God of our life, <laughs> we will really be able to live. So when he says, I want you to learn from my word, I want you to love me with your whole heart. I want you to listen to my Holy Spirit. I want you to linger in God's presence. And I want you to live as the person God created you to be. And that takes us back to El Saye, the God of my life. And it takes us back to that beautiful psalm from David that says, I will send goodness in the daylight, in the daytime. I will send a prayer, a song in your heart while you sleep. And that prayer, that song will become a prayer to the God of my life. So I, I just pray that, that God will minister to you today and give you the courage to step forward and be who God created you to be because blessings and amazing things will happen because he is the God of our life. Fantastic. Thank you. Beautiful. Stand up across the auditorium, and we're getting ready to dismiss. But before we do, listen to the, uh, Gail's 10 signs of an authentic person. They don't try to make other people like them. They respect who they are without trying to be someone they're not. They accept their weaknesses without shame. They're willing to show their emotions and reveal their struggles. They openly express their opinions without apology. 
They treat everyone the same. They are not judgmental about people's words or actions. They look for ways to help others. They maintain a solid character. They are trustworthy. Wow. If I were you, and this is what I'm going to do this week, I'm going to take these 10 signs of an authentic person and I'm going to, I'm going to do an evaluation and, and, and see, do I live up to this? And if you don't, that's okay. That's what God's for. His grace, his mercy, everything that he is, is available to you to be the person that God has created you to be. Gail, you did an excellent job. Can you put your hands together and thank Gail? And I enjoy just sitting and learning like you. It's healthy for your pastor to sit and to have gifted, anointed teachers in our church. And I'm praying for God to raise up more that can teach and can lead us. And it is it's beautiful. Gail's going to be uh, in the lobby. So we got a lot going on in the lobby and in the parlor here this afternoon. So first, what I want you to do is I want you to go by. Uh, and I know how much work it takes to write a book. I've written nine. She's done a lot of work, and this is a gift to you. It's a, it's a $15, 10 a $10 gift. I promise you, if you get one life principle out of this book, it's worth $10. Books are amazing. Her whole life is wrapped up in this book, and you're getting it for $10. It is an amazing deal. So go by and see Gail. She's going to be in the lobby. She's going to sign some more books, get a couple. Buy one for Mother's Day. Mother's Day is next Sunday, guys. This would be a good gift for your mom. And then as soon as you're done buying 100 books from Gail, then go over to the parlor and, and hug my wife's neck and let her know you love her and appreciate her. And, and uh, next Sunday is Mother's Day. We're going to have a wonderful, wonderful service, a wonderful time. I'm going to be preaching. Usually on Mother's Day I don't do this, but I really do believe, and I'm not exaggerating, God has given me an incredible message for mothers next Sunday. It was quickly just inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it has been amazing. I can't wait to, uh, to preach a Mother's Day message just for you. And it's lessons that we can all learn from, but it's really going to be good. So next Sunday, Mother's Day, is going to be a great celebration. Let's pray as we uh, leave today. God, thank you for an incredible, incredible church. And we can come and, and, be, and we can worship and we can be inspired and we can be taught. And God, uh, what a joy it has been to, uh, to be here in your presence. Thank you for Gail, her life. Thank you for her dedication to cause people to be the real them. And I pray your anointing on her and blessing upon her. Thank you for this book. Thank you, God, that we can join with her to spread this good news around the world. Thank you for my wonderful wife, Tammy. Thank you for 60 wonderful years. I'm believing for 60 more great years together with her. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen and amen. God bless your church. We'll see you next week. Go and send no more. God bless you.